Hello and thank you for joining us on Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I'm Brandon Yates and today we will be chatting about the Bundesliga season. We'll take a look at the top performing players and teams, Bayern Munich season so far, as well as the surprising displays from Xabi Alonso's Bayer Leverkusen side. I'll dive headfirst into these discussion points with my two fantastic co-hosts, Yang Guang and Tianyu. And Yang Guang, we're kind of in the early stages of the Bundesliga so far, but we've already seen some pretty outstanding performances and not just from Bayern Munich players but from players from all across the league any standouts from your side so far but um, unfortunately I'm a Bayern Munich fan so <laughs> not unfortunately I mean they've been dominating the league for what like the last decade so I would stick to Bayern players fair enough we'll get to the other guys later <laughs> of course Harry Kane yeah um, um, he has to be top of the list right yeah yeah I think that 100 million transfer totally um, is worth it if Bayern bought him for 200 million is still worth it <laughs> yeah. I would say if you think about how reliant they've been on him this season I think it's um, 100 million euros is more than a fair deal yeah and how fast he can be adapted to the new team the yeah. new manager the new mm. league because many said before that transfer was done um, Harry Kane would not get used to the style of Bayern yeah and, like um, it would take time to adjust and settle in and the pace of the Bundesliga after you know getting out of the comfort zone in Tottenham but Considering how long he was there, I think he was there for more than 10 years, I think it was. Years. 19 years. Yeah, 19 I mean, he had a couple years. of loan spells, but he was a Tottenham registered player yeah. for, yeah. like you said, 19 years, which mm. is crazy long. Yeah, yeah. but um, for now, I would say every team is a comfort zone for Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you reach a certain level... Um, and the way you play isn't necessarily dictated by the team that you play for. Yes, he scores goals, but he also creates chances for others. So it seems yeah. like whatever team he plays for, whether it's England, Tottenham or Bayern, the team seems to, you know, maybe knowingly or not knowingly revolve around him. And I don't think it's in an arrogant way. I don't think that he tries to get coaches or players to adapt to his style. I just think his style is so efficient that other yeah. teams yeah. kind of build around it. It right? just goes naturally. Yeah. I mean, 22 goals and the seven assists in 18 games. He Pretty can't same. ask for more. And he's yeah. broken records already, right? So I think he's the fastest new player in the league to reach mm. a certain amount of goals. I think he's already the top scoring English player in Bundesliga yeah. history. What a player. And um, remember, he hasn't found his own house yet in yeah. Munich. <laughs> Been He's, living in a hotel, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe that's wow. the secret. Just keep him in a hotel. <laughs> Room but, service at three o'clock in the morning, whatever he wants. But the reports say um, he and his family will move into the new house before Christmas. That might Munich. help. Yeah, because yeah, maybe yeah. he'll settle down even more and start playing even better. And uh, there's still a language barrier. He can't, yeah. He's unable to speak German with his German teammates, a mm. German coach, a German managers. So uh, he's picking up the language. Um, mm -hmm. He's taking lessons every week. But um, despite these obstacles, look at the stats, look at his influence on the pitch. Yeah, it's um, incredible. He's the playmaker plus the striker. Um, Bayern has been looking for for so many years. Uh, number <laughs> yeah. nine and number ten in one body. Yeah. So, we, so technically, you bought two players yeah. for fifty million yeah. each. It seems like so that's a pretty good <laughs> bargain. Bargain deal. So we've touched on um, Bayern Munich, and there's a couple of other players we can mention there. Leroy Sane. Um, you know, there's been quite a few players that have been having quite a good season so far at Bayern. Tianyu, from your side, any other standout Bundesliga players that we can talk about right now? Leroy Sané has been quite a surprise for me. After Kane came to the team, he just started to have some chemical reactions between mm. he and Kim and Kane. And we know he runs pretty fast and he can dribble really well. 
But ever since Lewandowski left the team, it seems like Sané suddenly turned into a lone wolf in the game. He can be, he he, he could still make some. Um, amazing breakthroughs in the front yeah. line. And, uh, He's probably yeah. taken on more responsibilities. I mean, look, yeah. th- I'm sure those responsibilities have been um, reduced by Kane's yeah. arrival, but I still think that he sees himself as a leader in the team yeah. and someone that is relied on beyond the likes of Harry yeah. Kane. Mm. But, but sometimes just, just, he just didn't know how to cooperate with his teammates. Yeah, mm. he needs yeah. the right players to work with him. Yeah. And Absolutely. Harry Kane, I yeah. think he opens more space for yeah. Leroy Sane. Yeah, yeah like, and the likes of Kingsley Coman and these very exciting wingers that when, they've, when they're given space, mm-hmm. um, they can do some incredible things, but they kind of struggle to create space on their own. Mm. And when you've got someone like Harry Kane, who um, is a defender's nightmare because you're not really sure if he's going to take a shot or if he's going to create space for someone else, mm-hmm. that's a winger's dream because you know that the defender's eyes will not be on you and space at some point will be created, not just yeah. because of all the attention that's on Harry Kane, but even if all the, of the attention is on him, he still has that class to create space for others, even if there are two or three defenders marking yeah. him. And yeah. find them. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and uh, He's a real to, linchpin. Like, literally yeah. everything naturally revolves around him. Yeah, and turning to uh, Sané, we know he had a poor relationship with Mane. <laughs> and I think <laughs> to say went, the least, yeah. Yeah, it went very bad in the end. Mm. But, but now it's different. It's just like uh, the arrival of Harry Kane seemed to have spurred him to become a better player. Mm. Uh, it's still in the... First half of the season, like one third of the season, mm. like, yeah, oh. and yeah, and he already got eight goals and six assists. Mm. And I wonder uh, if Harry Kane had that in mind when he arrived at Bayern. When mm. he he probably identified one or two players that he knew would be critical to the team's success and his own success. Because of course he can do certain things on his own, but he can't win games single handedly. Yeah. And also, I'm sure he wants some assistance, particularly going forward. And he probably identified someone like Sane and probably took him under his wing. And Someone can, who can make breakthroughs and exactly. dribble. And they've both got experience in the Premier League. And the, the Sane-Mane thing is interesting. I mean, besides the similarity in their names, they also have similarities in their, yeah. in their positioning. So you probably find instinctively they were very competitive with each other. And that probably had a, 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 an effect on their relationship, which, mm-hmm. like you said, ended terribly. Whereas Kane, someone that's really confident and came with a huge price tag and knows he's going to be the main man, you probably found that he came into the squad with quite a lot of modesty. Mm. Um, And that's probably something that Sane reacted to quite well. And also, they probably didn't see competition amongst each other because they're both star players, but in relatively different positions. And they probably also knew that Bayern's success would not rely on just either one of them. It would rely on both of them and also one would not keep the other out of the team. So that's probably been a big factor in why they are playing together so well because you probably find that their relationship in the training ground, in the change room is probably pretty good. Whereas with Sane and Mane, it was reportedly appalling. Yeah, Yeah. you just brought up a very interesting element. Like when the team managers are picking up players in the transfer window, they need to maybe consider... Some, the characters, some yeah. other factors, yeah, aside the personality from the, the ability, mm. right? Mm. Like yeah. their personality, if they will fit into the team well, mm. and they need to consider yeah. these factors. And you never really know. And I think it's, you know, when, when you sign a player, you can't really determine how they're going to yeah. get along with certain players. You yeah. don't really know what their attitude is going to be like once they have signed and are mm. on that training pitch. You have to kind of hope for the best. But I also think as analysts, 
we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We just think, oh, he's a great player. He's going to fit into this team completely, yeah. perfectly. We don't take into account their personality, yeah. language yeah. barriers, being away from home, competitiveness for positions, not getting along with the manager, not getting along with the coach. There's so much that happens off the field that probably yeah. affects what happens on the field. And it yeah. seems like there are things happening off the field at Bayern that are benefiting key players. Mm. So I think those are the Bayern players that have been standouts mm. so far. And when I think about Leverkusen, which is a team we'll talk mm. about now, I mm. think of the likes of Granit Xhaka, Xavi, um, Wirtz, um, you know, the Grimaldo, Frimpong. They've got a lot of exciting young players that are coming through and a very exciting young manager. So it seems like Leverkusen are a side that had a lot of potential, but they seem to be reaching that potential sooner than a lot of people expected. Um, so let's talk about some of the best performing teams. And I, I guess we should start with Leverkusen, right, Young Wang? Yeah, of course. Um, Leverkusen is um, one of the only two teams in major European leagues that haven't been defeated yet so wow. far this season. The other team, by the way, is Bayern Munich. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everyone takes Bayern's unbeaten run for granted. Um, it's the level they should keep. But um, Bayern Lev- uh, Leverkusen... It seems like they came from nowhere. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, became the most talked about team in Europe. We can talk about this team more later. Yeah. But um, Hoffenheim um, also made some progress this mm-hmm. season. Um, last because they've se- struggled for the last couple of seasons, right? They've yeah. been in the relegation zone in a couple of seasons, yeah. but this season they seem to be imp- improving at least. Yeah, last the season they only won ten games and. Uh, at one stage, was in real danger of uh, falling into the relegation zone. Yeah. This season, they have amassed six victories already. And it's still, like we've said, it's still quite early days. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive mm. considering where they were last season. And the additions they acquired this past the transfer window really helped the team um, mm. upgrade this uh, squad, including Dutch big man Wouts. Verhust. Verhust, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Man United star. <laughs> Shame, I, 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 I give him a lot of uh, a slack. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of his, but, you know, I've never thought of him as being a particularly talented player, but I must say I did really respect him as a United player because he seemed to really want to play for the team. Mm. And often you get these players that aren't particularly talented, but they work incredibly hard for the team, and he's one of those players. And I guess he's doing the same at Hoffenheim, but he probably yeah. has less expectation playing in that team and probably has more room to express himself and score more goals whereas at United he was kind of seen as like a stopgap option yeah he has scored three goals so far this season um, I think that's already more than his United record <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so I think Hoffenheim has the potential to reach the European uh, competitions next wow. season yeah what an improvement that's, from last that's season that's a high mm-hmm. remark yeah, yeah. very good remark yeah him. absolutely um, I mean, it's still early days, so anything could happen, but I think they definitely are a team on the rise for sure. From your side, Tianyu, any teams that we haven't mentioned yet? Well, yeah, I- I've also been really impressed by uh, Leverkusen and Stuttgart. Last season, Leverkusen ended up with 50 points uh, at the sixth sixth place on the team. Mm. But that was a huge standings. improvement from where they yeah. were uh, prior to Chabi Alonso joining, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure they would definitely do better than last season because oh, they sure. already had 35 mm. points in 13 games. So, yeah, they look very promising right now. And also, Stuttgart is even more surprising. It's hard to... Imagine that last season they they were still fighting for a chance to stay in Bundesliga, mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think the two teams' success can uh, so far this season owes a lot to their uh, managers, head coaches, Xabi Alonso and Sebastian Honus. 
are both coaches who are pretty good at playing counter offensives and know、mm. their players pretty well.、Uh, and particularly Honus, I think he's doing a great job by lifting a team from re- relegation,、uh, from building a weak team into one which plays in a very organized way,、yeah. especially、uh, considering the fact that they just lost their key player Watalu Endo. And、uh, a lot of the opportunities of、uh, Stuttgart、uh, come from Seru Jirasi, <laughs> who has already scored 16 goals.、Ooh. And I'm sorry, Brandon, but、uh, he has equaled Manchester United's <laughs> goal tally so far this year. Yeah, considering the amount of money that we've spent on players, <laughs>、yeah. wow. And yeah, many many would say that he he may just be a flash in the pan, but I think、uh, his performance has proved that he's a very all around player, actually.、Mm. Uh, he has a very great, very good scoring ability, helped by his accurate shooting. And just like Harry Kane, he can act like Ooh, that's a bold a comparison. Yeah, like a, <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah. a pivot in, in the front and uh, uh, create chances for his teammates. I yeah, think yeah. his playing style is pretty pretty smart、mm. because he has an incredible ability to read the games. Yeah, and、mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but it seems like Stuttgart have also done something that Bayer Leverkusen did, which was build from losing a star player. So I think.、Yeah. Um, Leverkusen lost Musa Diaby, I believe it was, to Aston Villa、mm-hmm. for quite a big fee,、mm-hmm. and they brought in a couple of players to replace him, and that's seemingly galvanised the team and has seen them achieve this incredible success so far this season.、Um, but we'll get into Leverkusen shortly because I think there's a lot of talking points we need to focus on because their ascension has been pretty remarkable. I don't think we've seen anything like this in any other of the European leagues, definitely not this season, but not for the last three, four years, I would say.、Um, but when we look at Bayern, and like you said, Yang Guang, you know. There's so much expectation around them that even though they're still undefeated this season, people seem to be ignoring them and still seem to think that there's issues at Bayern. Would you say that that there are issues at Bayern? Are there things that they can work on? How can we be talking negatively about a team that is unbeaten? Like it just seems crazy to me. Yeah, it's、um, really a strange phenomenon. Just because Bayern dominated Bundesliga so long, so、yeah. long,、um, and、uh, people. Have to you know pick out the flaws about this team. <laughs> you have to try really hard to yeah, find them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess the only flaw that most people have picked up on for the last couple of years has been their European performances. But even、mm. so far this season, it's been it's been pretty pretty good up until this point. Yeah.、Um, talking about this team, I would be totally biased. Of course,、uh, naturally. I would try to be as objective as possible,、mm. but、uh, still, I think Bayern. Should not worry about Leverkusen's challenge、okay. um, too much. The whole season is a marathon race, and it's just、yeah. um, the the first ten kilometers.、Mm. If Leverkusen can keep this level for thirty four games, then <sighs> cool. So be do it. Do you think they can do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they don't have as much、uh, experience and depth as the Bayern yeah, squad. Yeah, depth of the bench. Because, yeah. yeah, because it seems like they're starting eleven, and you know, Chabi Alonso's tactics seems to be working really well for them. But if there's one or two injuries Injury, to key players,、yeah. um, I don't think Leverkusen、yeah. could handle it as well as Bayern、yeah. could potentially、mm-hmm. handle it. But looking at Bayern and the dominance that they've had, like you said, for so long, that dominance at this point, I wouldn't say it's being reduced. But it's being challenged. Yeah. If they want to get back to that point, and considering that other teams are getting better, are there any areas that you can pick on <laughs> tiny areas <laughs> that they could potentially fix to get back to that stage where it's like Bundesliga title, Bayern's no questions asked. Yeah,、um, I agree that、uh, there are some positions that Bayern can upgrade this squad,、mm. um, like 
Yusua Kimmich's position. Mm-hmm. I really don't like his recent performances. He's a bit hesitant whenever he when the ball is under yeah. his feet. And um, do you think there's been too much reliance on him in midfield, considering that he look brilliant player, mm. um, very experienced player, you know, with the national side and with Bayern, but he has changed positions. Yeah. So do you think that there's maybe too much expectation on him to fill a role? that he might not necessarily be completely comfortable with yet, especially at the Bayern Munich Germany level. Yeah. Kimmich is a great player. He has great view and um, he makes really good long passes. Mm, and very versatile. Yeah. yeah. But um, he loses the ball more often these days. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever the ball is under his feet, the pace of the whole Bayern... Slows down. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Which makes sense because he's a naturally defensive player. Mm. So I guess something that Bayern... And when you look at Leverkusen, for example, they're so comfortable in possession because they've got guys like Granit Xhaka you know, in midfield who are seasoned, hardened midfielders <laughs> um, that like having the ball at their feet and creating space for others. Whereas someone like Kimmich, he probably loves defending more than anything else. But because he's an amazing <laughs> player, he also has the ability, like you said, to you know, send these long passes and vision. And you know, he has a lot of elements to his game. But you probably find the role that he's playing and the elements that he's being relied on for Bayern are probably not the favorite elements of his game. He might yeah. have the ability to you know, uh, fulfill those roles, but it's probably not his natural style. And when mm. you think of a team like Bayern, you need players in the midfield where having the ball at their feet and creating space for others yeah. is their natural style. Yeah. That's why I really miss the time when Thiago played mm. for Bayern. Someone who is obsessed with having the ball yeah, at his feet. He's a fantastic um, player to control the pace of the whole game. Yeah. I think now we need a replacement mm. on that position. Mm-hmm. A more reliable commander in the midfield. Yeah, yeah. I think that would also take a lot of pressure off Harry Kane as well. I think yeah. um, Bayern could definitely use a creative midfielder and maybe someone a bit more defensive-minded to back up that midfielder. Um, but we have to talk about Leverkusen now. Um, Tianyu, when you look at that side, what are they getting right? Um, what, what has seen their success at this point? Well, I think they have a really a versatile playing style because, you know, when you want... When Alonso wants the team to play beautiful, they can handle the ball under their feet all the time. And when they want them to be efficient, they can be their passes can be direct and very accurate in mm. counteroffensives. And they when they want to have like the balanced uh, power in attacks and defenses, they can keep the their formation very tight and balanced. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's really amazing for Alonso to teach these players to play in such an organized way yes. and coordinated way. They seem to be very, considering the youth of the squad, yeah. they seem to be very disciplined, mature, yeah. mature um, and they, yeah, they seem to play a very distinctive style. But then again, they also seem to have the ability to create chances out of yeah. nowhere. Um, and the fact that they are such a young, relatively inexperienced squad, but look, they've got experience in key positions, like I've said, Granit Xhaka in midfield, mm. and they've got one or two others. They seem to be very comfortable in possession, and they seem to um, like passing the ball around and creating spaces for each other. I think that's what they seem to do relatively, well, actually incredibly well. Um, and without the ball, they're also very hard working on the counter press, and that's where they create chances um, on the counter attack. Would you agree, um, Yang Guang, in terms of their playing style? Do you think that's got a lot to do with their, their success that we're seeing right now? Um, yeah, I think um, Alonso is having this uh, honeymoon 
period with um, Leverkusen. Everything the first, just the first eight kilometers of the marathon. Yeah, yeah, things are going great right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Alonso has been really successful in terms of um, creating a good atmosphere inside the locker room and um, modifying their formations on the pitch. Mm. Um, one thing I really like him is that um, he gives the players the right to make calls on what to do next on the pitch, mm-hmm. especially their number 10. Mm. Um, so he, he really trusts his players, even yeah. though a lot of them are young and inexperienced. Um, they are immensely talented. But I think because he's a young and inexperienced manager to a certain degree, he probably wants his players to have that same level of confidence that he has in his own abilities. Yeah, it's quite different from uh, what Pep Guardiola does with his teams, which is designing every running path, every details, (laughs) planning every pass on the pitch. Literally. Um, and also holding back a lot of young, talented players mm, as well. And then some of them eventually leave, like yeah. Cole Palmer. Yeah, yeah, he's obsessed with those little details. Yeah, um, There's n- nothing right or wrong. It's just different um, coaching manners. But mm-hmm. uh, if I'm a pro- uh, professional player, I would rather play with uh, Alonso's team. <laughs> yeah, because but, you, 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 know, you like the fact that there is a certain style and that discipline is required. But you also as a player, probably like the fact that the manager trusts you to use your abilities mm. to create space or do something that isn't necessarily pre-planned. Yeah. yeah, and talking about Leverkusen's success this season, I think they still largely play possession games mm. and um, yeah. they, they try to push their opponents to their own half. Which and, is amazing uh, considering how young the squad is yeah, because yeah. they're playing like a team that has you know been together for 10-15 years mm. but they were kind of put together relatively quickly. First of all, the squad was put together quite recently and it's a very young squad. And they are very efficient yeah. in, in scoring goals. Yeah, yeah. They always initiate the attacks from the one-third I think the um, the success of this playing style um, partially comes from uh, Wurtz. Okay. Yeah, the German yeah. young player. I think Linked he's... Bayern? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how long he stays at Leverkusen. Wurtz um, is a great player between the strikers and the midfielders. Mm. His creativity connects, is incredible. Yeah, he connects the two lines really well with his uh, creative passes and uh, his own dribbles. Yeah. Now even imagine him behind Harry Kane. Imagine the, <laughs> imagine the things he could do with that squad. I'm not trying to suggest anything, Leverkusen fans, but wow, that would be an amazing signing. <laughs> yeah, but um, he's the reason why Leverkusen has the most number of um, passes from one-third of the pitch mm. in Bundesliga this season. And another key player, as you said, um, Shaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he plays the role Xavi Alonso used, used to, to play, play. Mm, yeah, wow. with uh, Liverpool, with Real Madrid, with like Bayern Munich. Commander. Yeah, yeah, between the two central defenders. Mm. And considering the type of player he is, it's amazing the kind of the discipline that he's managed to maintain the season because we've seen in the past, particularly with Arsenal, he's quite a volatile character. Yeah. But he seems to have dialed that back a little bit with Leverkusen. I think um, he's quite used to the pace of the Bundesliga mm. football. Um, he used to play for Mönchengladbach. Yeah. Um, That's so, where he made a name for himself. Yeah. 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 So this is not a complete new start for him. One thing I really like him is um, how he controls the pace and uh, he can also meantime protect the central defenders mm. really well when the ball is lost in the yeah. midfield. Like he's a defensive midfielder that also has the ability to transition into attack. Mm. He's a, quite a solid box-to-box player for Leverkusen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. And then again, um, like we said, they've got these super talented young players, but you know, key players in key positions that have experience. Another one that I think of is Jonathan Tarr in central defense, where he seems to kind of call the shots in the defensive line where 
all of the attacking players, like you've got Grimaldo and Frimpong going up, Tar kind of sits back and, you know, keeps things tight at the back. Mm. And he also has the ability to build up from the back as well. I think he's one of the most efficient passers in the Bundesliga as well. So it seems like um, Leverkusen have got a, a great balance in their starting eleven. Um, and things are, like you said, things are going really well. It's the honeymoon phase. Um, but it could be quite challenging for them to maintain, maintain that. Yeah. Yeah. If there were an injury or two to someone like Tar or Granit Xhaka or Wurz, do you think that Leverkusen could keep pace with Bayern Munich? I guess it would be lethal to such a young team like, mm. like Leverkusen. Just look at the last season's Arsenal. They've been like leading the table for the majority of the yeah. time and then just a massive stumble a few yeah a few injuries just cost them the, the title not even yeah. injuries sometimes Some, i yeah. think sometimes they just their momentum kind of fall off and they can't deal with the pressure yeah, as well as other teams like bayern and city can yeah the physical power they just yeah can't sustain it through throughout the whole campaign yeah but that's all we have time for on this week's episode of sideline story thank you so much for joining us and of course we will be back next time with our latest topic and we'll see you then mm-hmm.